0: Welcome, everyone, to the first Dinging Corners of 2023. I'm Nate, here with Jimbo. How we doing? How we doing? And we are excited to be back for 2023. We took a couple weeks off there, end of 2022. Uh, You know, Christmas, New Year's, yada, yada, yada. And so uh, we're back. We're excited to attack the new year. And we are excited to talk baseball with all of you. Um, not a 2022 Bowman draft thing. thought we were going to do that. Turns out, uh, both of us haven't had the time to look into it as fully as we'd like yet. So we're pushing that back a little bit. Um, but we are going to talk about random subjects today. And those subjects are, um, finding a grail online and not being a pansy. Um, that's me that's for me uh also talking about shortstops uh, i got a i got a thing i want to talk about on shortstops and then our guy jimbo he wants to
1: talk about baseball cards are heating up and that is first off happy new year to everyone uh hopefully everyone had a great holiday and starting the new year off uh happy and joyful but one other reason why I love the New Year's is because baseball cards get hot. And I've already been seeing that a little bit. Um, and I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Sweet. Um, speaking of hot, the Brewers signed their first free agent the other day, Wade Miley, back again. $4.5 Their first $4.5 spent in free agency this year.
1: Hey, sometimes you don't need to spend money. Sometimes you just got to rearrange what you got.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Oh, uh, real quick for the tigers fan the other day there was a spencer torkelson bowman's best 2021 bowman's best red auto number to 10 that sold for 250 um i don't know if you saw the slabsocks post what, yeah dude that's like that's such a buy
1: yeah for 250 and i'm not a, i'm personally not a fan of buying stuff of torque but at that price i mean he has one good month a red yeah auto, yeah long card psa 10
0: 250 like That's that true. i mean and and look i think i'm right there with you the tigers we harp on them a lot um but it was just complete complete failure all the way across the board you get a couple guys in there that aren't failures that can sit around Spencer Torkelson. All of a sudden, I'm pretty sure he's also not going to be a failure because the old Jimbo adage of uh, having protection in the lineup. And uh, I think people are going to be surprised now. I don't know if it's going to be this year because I don't know what the Tigers have done to shore up that lineup. I'm pretty sure it's a big lot of nothing. Yeah, but I do think that you put him in a lineup, As long as you don't destroy his confidence between now and then, you put him in a lineup where he has some protection and things are going to change rather quickly.
1: Yeah. Well, a kid like that, man, I watched him every game. His confidence level just – because, I mean, obviously the talent is still there. Everything is still there. It's just there's times where guys just look lost at the plate. And that's what – he was just lost up there. He had no game plan at all. So if in an off season or even switching around coaches and mindset wise, it can do wonders for a guy like that. Uh, I'm not saying he is a good, but I never was a big believer in buying in, you know, first baseman in general Mm -hmm. Um, especially a college bat, like a torque and for how expensive he was going into last season, but at a two fifty of something rare like that, that's just nuts that it's that low.
0: Yeah. It's just insane. I know it's not, it's not a rookie auto, it's not a first auto, nothing like that. It's 2021 Bowman's best, but still, auto out of 10, red, people love red, on a card auto, PSA 10, people love PSA 10s, yeah. it, it, and and especially when considering the base auto, same year, Julio Rodriguez SGC 1010 sold for $330, 80 bucks more, that's, that's insane. Not- this is Segway, though. We're segueing, So, you know, that red auto could have been a grail for somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had my own grail opportunity. Out of 2022 Bowman draft, there was one kid I wanted. And it was Jacob Uh for the Brewers' second-round pick. Tall dude. Really good pitches. And you put him in a Brewers' system that gets to develop him. And I am I am absurdly excited. About the possibilities, right? Well, I'm flying back from Wisconsin the other day in the airport. And I just happened to look up his name on eBay. Just do some putzing around while I'm waiting for the plane. And what do I see? But his Bowman Chrome Super Refractor Auto 101 sitting there on eBay. $499.99 starting bid. No bids on it. um, Like five and a half days left. And it also took offers. I offered him an offer of 300, instantly declined. 350, instantly declined. 400, instantly declined. So I was like, all right, this guy probably wants offers above the $500 range. So I was like, I really want the guy. I really like him. Here's his best card. I was like, but I should probably, since it is still a risk, you know, it's not like he's guaranteed to become amazing. I should probably sell some other cards. So this is like a net neutral as opposed to me just taking on a $500 risk. So while I'm like prepping that, I'm following along with the card. And then I look it up the next day or two days later and it's gone. Taken off of eBay. I messaged the guy and he's like, yeah, sorry, I don't have it. I'm just like, "Ugh, would have been much more difficult for him to take it off of eBay. If I, if he had one 500 or $499.99 bid on there, this was the guy I wanted It was his best card. I could have then slowly tried to do a uh, rainbow if I wanted by starting with the best one. But I waited too long, and it disappeared from my grasp probably forever. I will probably never see this card again, and it kills me because it was the card I wanted. It was the guy I wanted. It was the only guy I wanted. I've been putting off buying Emmanuel Rodriguez and Sal Freelich for the sake of buying this kid um trying to get cards cheap and they're not as cheap as i was hoping i mean we're talking like okay we're talking like 45 50 bucks for a gold wave auto which is cheap but you know we're talking pitcher here um and to just know that his best card was right there and it's gone all because i couldn't place that bid Killing me.
1: that's tough man i I know the feeling and i know people are listening this hasn't happened to you yet It will, but a way for it to not happen as much as you got to realize when stuff like that comes up, it's not very often. Don't like a lot of times people get caught up in comps and all that. Like you got to realize something that's that rare, you know, one of one. It only takes one other person to like that person just as much as you do to snag it first and you'll never see it again. Because a lot of stuff like that, like someone's probably not buying that scooping that up that quickly to hold it and resell it maybe probably not that's someone that's collecting it and you'll never see that out in the market ever again
0: nope
1: so i it's just it's it's the worst
0: i had the aaron ashby super Fractor got at the national um a couple years ago and i sold that card and like I don't regret selling the card because the guy bought it for way more than I'd have ever purchased it for. But also, I'm like, I wish I had that card still. And this Jacob Masierkowski felt like a way I could kind of like write that wrong, so to speak. And then to just watch it walk out the door again. Tough scene. So, you know, always be ready. Always be ready. It's like oh. having a, self, or a health savings account, you know where uh, you got to always be ready for that for that inevitable want to be able to pay your your deductible well have a card savings account where you just have an emergency fund in case one of your cards comes up and you have to have it.
1: because i'm telling you man there's cards where a lot of times it can be expensive because then you try and rebuy it from the person that bought it and you got to pay double or whatever so it's like it's actually cheaper just to jump on it if if it's reasonable. Yeah. Um, but take it take it for what it what it is. If there's a player you love, don't hesitate. Chance missed. Especially Chance. if it's a Tiger or a Brewer because you got two people that are always on the hunt for them and they might beat you to it. It's
0: true. Or I might just watch you beat me to it, even though I saw it. <laughs>
1: that's true.
0: So, um, so yeah, that's a little. Let's let a little uh, how it's going for me. Um, Hopefully it's going better for everyone else who's buying cards right now. That being said, I want to jump into this little shortstop talk here because we put up a post the other day about Jazz Chisholm and O'Neal Cruz. You like Um, Jazz? You like Jazz? I
1: can't can't help it.
0: And they're both 24 years old. They're both worth around 2.3, 2.4 baseball reference wins above replacement. But they got there in very different ways. Um, Jazz, 866 OPS last year. O'Neill Cruz, 744. O'Neill Cruz, hard, uh, highest exit velocity, strongest infield throw, fastest home to first. Like, all the tools are there, and yet Jazz is the one that has been performing better. So there is some worry. Also, um, I believe O'Neill Cruz strikes out, like, 47% of the time against lefties, which is – Obviously, wildly alarming. Um, <laughs>
1: That's so there's, crazy.
0: Yeah, it, it is crazy. There's huge risk there. Um, but and we're not just going to talk about jazz. I, I will say that we asked the question, "Who would you rather have?" And um, nearly everyone said jazz. And the price differences were big. Bowman Chrome PSA Ten Auto of Jazz was like one seventy five or one fifty or something, two twenty five maybe. And O'Neal Cruz was in the five hundreds. So like a huge price difference. I get that. But but I got the sense that people weren't just talking about wanting that jazz card, but just would rather have jazz in general, which was kind of surprising to me because from a pure upside standpoint, hard to beat, six seven, plays shortstop, fastest throw, fastest run, hardest hit. Like that's hard to beat. And there's obviously major red flags across that profile. I get it. Um, And yet, people would still rather have Jazz. And I kind of like that idea because you buy into Jazz cheap. Tops Chrome autos right now, 30 bucks. You buy into Jazz cheap and you assume the Marlins don't keep him. And, you know, I expect those prices to go up when he's not a Marlin. You know, kind of like what uh, Christian Yelich did. But more importantly than jazz and O'Neal Cruz is we've got a really interesting crop of young shortstops right now, whether it be jazz and O'Neal Cruz or Wander Franco or Bobby Witt, Jr. Gunner Henderson. Um, both Uh, I'm sure there's some I'm not thinking of right now in the majors or not,
1: or just hey, like in, general. in
0: the majors, young, young major league talent,
1: Jeremy Pena,
0: Jeremy Pena. um, what what I want to know is like, if you have to choose, if you have to choose one or two, like you can't choose them all. How do you go about deciding, you know, who to invest in? Because there's so much talent, and I was actually kind of shocked. I thought for sure O'Neal Cruz would be the runaway winner, regardless of price, between him and Jazz. I thought Jazz was maybe just a little bit boring. A great personality, but boring because he's on the Marlins. Um, and more of a second baseman than a shortstop. And yet, eh, I'd say
1: 90%. And, and he's just been up in the big leagues longer. I feel like that has such a big factor.
0: Yeah. Um, from, like, people knowing his name and wanting him?
1: Like, cards going up and va- bad. Like, the the multiplier on, on their cards. Like, on how well they do. Like, I feel like Jazz has already been in product for a while. It's kind of getting stale. They're like, oh, like, he's a good player, but, you know, he's still at $30, $30 tops Chrome. Um, the, the thing I think in my head is, like, yeah, I think Jazz is the safer, better, probably the better buy long-term. But I also ask myself, you know, like, oh, you know, we bring up Christian Yelich, Yeah, he has to get traded, but then he also has, an, has to have, like, an MVP-type year for it to go up. So – What's the odds of that happening? Breaking it down to even smaller, it's like whose prices go up more if they had an MVP month?
0: Yeah. Would it be and Jazz then, or
1: would it be O'Neill Cruz?
0: Cruz seems like he has the much like higher likelihood of having an MVP month.
1: Like just one month, like for a guy that's that young, like an O'Neill Cruz, if he has an outstanding MVP month, it's multiplied at a higher rate than let's say jazz, because it's like, Oh, jazz is just a great player. I'm not saying it won't go up, but the multiplier might be much lower than an O'Neill cruiser or any player that's in the O'Neill cruise, like category.
0: You want to hear something insane? What's that? I don't know what's going on here, but the other day, somebody sold an orange auto best offer for 400 bucks. O'Neill Cruz. They accepted a four hundred dollar offer from a thousand down to four hundred. So
1: then, <laughs> then you think of, and then you break it down even more. Like, okay, let's say that. Let's say you get four hundred dollars. Where, where else would like? Would you rather put that four hundred dollars somewhere else, where you think it could be multiplied more? At a less risky event. You know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm thinking probably too in depth about it, but that's usually how I think about when I see stuff like that or questions like that on who, what player would you rather have? It, it depends on the scenario. And um, I, I agree. And I, I
0: think you're onto something here. You know, there's something nice about safety, but you spend 30 bucks on Jazz. Do you do you think it's gonna get to a hundred? I don't think so. You know, but if you spent thirty dollars on O'Neal Cruz, just because of the upside, I think it could get higher. Now, now there's something to be said about going thirty-five to forty, which I think is very doable for Jazz, as opposed to, you know, O'Neal Cruz could never figure out to hit and he could go from thirty to fifteen real quick.
1: Yeah. And To break it down even crazier, so let's think about spring training. O'Neal Cruz, he's probably going to play every single day in spring training because he needs the reps. He still needs to figure it out. And, you know, obviously spring training. Not the cream uh, of the crop. No, like he he could put up crazy numbers that we, you know, like how we see in spring training because he's going to be playing every day and it's going to be easier competition. Then you have a guy like Jazz. He, He doesn't need to make the roster. He's set. He's really just going there for himself. He doesn't care what what he does at the plate, stat wise. So even if we're talking about if we're talking about today, I'd be like, I'd rather have O'Neill Cruz. And I don't believe, I think O'Neill Cruz is one of the riskiest buys you can have. But if we're talking about today, I'd be like, yeah, I'll buy O'Neill Cruz and sell him the third week of spring training.
0: I like that. I I can get on board with that. It's kind of why I bought a Jason Dominguez the other day, and that's kind of my thought process is so cheap right now just selling yeah. spring training and don't wait.
1: Um, one Homer in spring training.
0: Yeah. The world's going to go crazy.
1: It's not, it makes zero sense, but like Torkelson last year.
0: Yeah. When that red went for a hundred and like $5,000. You remember that?
1: Oh, I remember that. I it's nuts.
0: Um, as for Jazz, real quick, before we go on to other shortstops, Jazz only had 213 at-bats. If he had 600 plate appearances, he was on pace for a seven-win-above-replacement season.
1: He had issues with, yeah, he had issues with the staff there. So remember how that they would like not even play, play him all the time? He was probably the best hitter on that team, one of the best. But now they have a whole new regime where he'll – I mean, I don't see him not playing every day.
0: Yeah, if if there, he's he can't he can't not play every day.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like if you're trying to win games, you play him, and if you're not trying to win games, trade him. Um. All right, so I pulled up. I pulled up all the shortstops here, because uh, this is the second part. Is because Jazz was. People wanting jazz more than O'Neill Cruz was surprising to me. I always thought people loved upside, but apparently there's a lot of people that love safety. If you had to choose one of these shortstops, you've got Gunnar Henderson. He was worth uh, basically a win above replacement, 116 at-bats, 123 OPS. Wander Franco, 2.6 wins above replacement at 314 at-bats, 117 OPS, so 6 percent or percentage points worse OPS than Gunnar Henderson. O'Neill Cruz, 2.3 and 331 at-bats, 107 OPS, so significantly worse than Wander and Gunner. Jazz Chisholm, 2.4 wins above replacement, a 139 OPS, by far the best so far. And then you have Jeremy Pena, who is worth 4.8 wins above replacement. He had the most plate appearances in the year by a long shot, almost 200 plate appearances more than the next closest, or 200 plate appearances more. Um, But he had the worst OPS plus at 101. He was 1% better than league average. Um, O'Neill Cruz was second closest at 107. Wander, 117. Uh, Gunner at 123. And then Jazz at 139. Now, these prices, their prices are not quote-unquote similar. And Wander's are also bogged down by injury midseason. If he had played like he did the first month and last month, he'd be much better. But let's say, let's say a Wander... I got to get Wander's price here for a baseline. And then we'll go from there.
1: I mean, you already know my pick. I don't even need to know the prices, in my opinion.
0: um, one, Oh, man, Wander, Bowman Crow. Oh, that's national, national. All right, PSA 10, $1,105. I know an O'Neill Cruz sold for $525. Jazz sells for like $200-something. I got to imagine Gunnar Henderson probably sells for in the $400- area um but nobody quote me on that until i look that up
1: you said how much was the wonderful was that you're talking bowman first autos
0: yeah a thousand a thousand hundred bucks
1: psa tens
0: yeah um All right, so Gunner 463 bucks last sale. So so basically and I, I got to look up Jazz just because we need we need I need to know I need to know Jazz is uh
1: like jazz. Can't help it, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: 100 okay. So this is what we oh and Jeremy Peña. Um this is what we got going on here. I know you don't need the uh I know you don't need it, but and Jeremy Peña is 300. Uh nope, that's a PSA 9. Holy poop. How much 415 last sold 415 all right so we've got the best hitter of the bunch last year going for 150 bucks we've got the worst hitter of the bunch and jeremy pena going for uh 400 bucks is that what i said 415 dollars So the worst hitter, 415 in Jeremy Pena. The best hitter in Jazz going for 150. O'Neill Cruz, the second worst hitter, going for 525. Gunnar Henderson, um, the second best hitter and only 116 at-bats, going for 300 plus, 350. And then Wander going for 1,100. Knowing the prices, knowing their stats, does that... Do you have a do you have a choice on which young prospect you go for? And I didn't even bring up Bobby Witt. I forgot to bring up Bobby Witt, but we'll just leave it to five.
1: Yeah, man, I thought I had it for sure. Uh, for sure, guess, but Gunder, I really like Gunder Henderson's at that price. That's the the biggest thing, because mm-hmm. you can the way i see here the last you know last one sold december 28th at 463 by now december 2nd 400 500 436 like i i think i'd rather have two gunder hendersons psa 10 autos than a wander okay but that's tough for me to say just because i know wander's upside but his prices are so and they have gunder henderson and, and wander have basically the same pop as well cuz that was my next question pop for wander is 222 pop for gunner gunner is a 215 which is very similar I
0: mean, that's seven off when it's that high that's crazy
1: jazz is 418 you like jazz and then jeremy pena is only at 82 okay so yeah and i'm glad you bring up pop because pop
0: is a big important factor here um just talked about in the daily slab if you haven't checked that out check that out youtube um just talked about Trevor Lawrence's Prism Silver PSA 10 uh 7% gem rate pop of like 13 something like that whereas the uh or 35 um and the other ones the other pop reports for the other quarterbacks in the 2021 draft pop 111 pop 112 pop 325 gem rates all north of 25% and then here is Trevor Lawrence at 7 point like nine percent
1: yeah and dude i i'm not a big like oh pop whatever on a lot of stuff because i think it's overused but they're like a shea uh kill the shea you know the basketball player mm-hmm. his 2018 prism like it, something the manufacturer just it was a tough tough card to grade where some of them just hold extra value on it because of the supply but really the reason why i checked the I really wanted to check the PSA or the pop reports on these cards, because I truly believe these were these players right here are some of the last players where they're going to have pretty low supply compared to what we're going to be seeing from 2022 to here on out on just autos of how many, how many cards these guys are going to be signing. Yeah. Especially base autos. I think we're, I think that number is going to explode because they're going to, and it's just, it's not a bad thing, it's just they're they're gonna have to print more because of the demand is so high now on cards. So I I've feel seen,
0: I they've definitely done it because I've seen a lot of tops chrome boxes, stuff like that opened. I have seen a lot of double base auto boxes. Yeah. So,
1: so put um that in, in the fact, but sorry, I totally digress of what we were going.
0: In 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 the memory break here. I so it's weird for me because pop report aside what I know about the Marlins, I feel like Jazz Chisholm is there for like two more years and then gone. Probably. Right? And if Jazz moves to the Red Sox, who no longer have a shortstop, right? Um, if Jazz moves to you know, pick a pick a pick a team <laughs> The cubbies? Oh no, Gans- they just what? They just,
1: got, they just got yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm too.
0: I mean, I know I know they just got. It's uh, Dansby Swanson, um, but I know what you mean. Big market, but big market is more of what I'm trying to get to. I should have chosen somebody that didn't just sign a free agent. That would have been a smart choice. But you get my point. Um, what what if they move Tigers move Javi Baez over to second and bring in Jazz? I mean, right?
1: I, yeah.
0: Um, like 150 bucks for who was clearly the best hitter last year. You know Wander injured, but you can buy almost ten. You can buy at least nine. Jazz Chisel and PSA ten autos for the price of one Wander. Like or maybe not nine, eight. We'll go okay. We'll go down to like seven. You can buy seven for the price of one Wander. And. There's no chance Wander gets traded. He's 13-year contract. Jazz, on the other hand, and the Marlins, that dude's probably on the move. And if that guy's on the move, what do we know about markets? They get hot when a guy gets traded or a guy signs somewhere else. Like I'd much rather take my chances on the guy who had the best offensive season and will is the most likely. Uh, I don't see Gunnar Henderson getting moved anytime soon. I don't see Wander Franco is not getting moved. Jeremy Peña is not getting moved. Bobby Wood Jr. is not getting moved. You're um, so... Jazz Chisholm, O'Neill Cruz are the guys I could see getting moved. And because O'Neill Cruz is such a a risk, yeah. yeah, and and Jazz is the cheapest. Like, would I rather have Jer- like Jeremy Peña had a great year? He also had a one hundred and one OPS plus.
1: Yeah, and he you also. They also did sorry, I won't go too in depth, but they also didn't put a lot of stress on him. They put him at the end of the, the lineup a lot where you could kind of you know ease into that role where it's like Pena. What, yeah, what happens to him when they ask for more out of him?
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's like why would I spend three hundred some dollars on Jeremy Pena? Um, or a thousand dollars on Bobby Witt. Like, don't get me wrong, I expect a lot out of Bobby Witt. But I would be thrilled if Bobby Witt woke up next year and had a 139 OPS plus. And that's what Jazz just did. 213 plate appearances, I get it. Um, Injuries, I get it. But still, it's like, like, I honestly think right now, heart of hearts, Jazz might be the best buy in baseball. It's just way too cheap. It's way too cheap for the production.
1: Yeah, I don't, but I guess my thing is, I would have to sell literally the day that he gets traded because I feel like that would be his act like probably his peak. That's fine. At, like, which, which is totally fine. But um, like I look at him as Francisco Lindor. Like I never understood Francisco Lindor's prices because mm-hmm. they were always brutally cheap. And, you know, he's, he was in Cleveland. It's kind of the same thing with the Marlins, whatever, you know, he probably won't sign there long-term and great player. I feel like they have a lot of similar traits, and they just never. I don't know. I, I still, even though like you get seven, seven of them instead of one wander, I still think I'd rather have a wander or two Gunner Hendersons.
0: Really, I, I, I mean, I I love Wander, and I think I think. Don't get me wrong. You spend a thousand dollars. He hits like he did the first month and the last month of the season. And you're probably making another
1: $1,000. Yeah. I, I get th- that. Just. I just, I think $1,000 is a lot for a base auto. I think I would take that $1,000 and find something else of Wanderers that I like more. chrome color. But for, for this, for what we're doing right here. Yeah. I, it's crazy to look at the prices like that. It's just. I don't know, man. I've seen good players like Jazz. It just my the thing that I keep thinking about is what players who goes up the most if they had an MVP month. I just feel like with Jazz, like people would get excited, but I don't think it would be like how how it would be if it was if it was anyone else.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's also I should I, I I go through all this and I will be remiss if I don't say it. So I should say it. Jazz has major platoon splits. Great hitter against righties. Absolutely atrocious hitter against lefties. Um, kind of similar with O'Neill Cruz, which is another feather in the cap of how they're kind of similar. Uh, that being said, you don't have to face that many lefties in Major League Baseball. Um, it would be much worse if he was a shortstop who was bad against righties and good against lefties uh, for yeah. him. You know, even with even with knowing that he has a five nineteen OPS against left-handers last year, I don't know. I just I just can't get over the fact that you you trade him, you put him in a smaller park than Marlins. I know they've moved in the fences over the years and stuff, but Marlins Park is still a big park, right? Yeah, playing I think- playing some games against the Mets—that's a big park. And it's like if you got traded to the NL Central. Where he got to hit Miller Park, Great American Ballpark, Wrigley Field.
1: Dude, those splits are crazy, though. Like, another thing I think about, and I know this is probably what managers are thinking about when they set their lineup is you put him in your lineup, he's only good for, you know, two or three at bats because as soon as they hit the bullpen, and if you have splits like that, and I'm the manager on the other side, and if there's anyone on base and Jazz is coming up to the plate, there's no chance that I'm not bringing in a left-hander. Like I'm bringing in a lefty to face him all day and in, in any, well, you,
0: you can't, you can't guarantee that you can do that though. Cause you got to go three, you got to go three. Uh, true. You it's know, true. but three, uh, I can't, why can't I Three to throw to three batters?
1: Yeah. But dude, this is, this is the kind of conversations that I love because, you know, I, I feel like when people ask, Oh, like, who's a good buyer that like, it's so hard for me just to be like oh this player is like there's a lot of great players but there's so many factors that go into cards that there's just so like it's just crazy and I love talking through about all of it. You know what I mean there's so many layers.
0: You know what's interesting? What? O2 counts last year Jazz hit 776 OPS. 1 2 count 226. Just a little that doesn't that's, really make any sense.
1: That just the only thing that says is he's is an aggressive hitter and they're attacking him.
0: Um when he's ahead in the count, he's a 1244 OPS. Uh, when the pitcher is ahead, 592 OPS. Even count 874. And uh, that, that's going to be the same for that's going to be the same for literally almost every single yeah. every single
1: player in the league. Man, other than that, I don't know about you, but I have uh, the new year is exciting because I feel like baseball kind of really goes into like hibernation mode uh, for kind of like the playoffs. You know, cards do well, like a few cards here and there, a lot of prospect stuff goes down. Um, and then like the winter months, like I feel like baseball, you can get some great deals if mm-hmm. you're on eBay with the search results and all that. But when January 1st hits, I feel like baseball turns on like a generator. Like I, the amount of baseball I've sold since the new year, like since the first has been crazy compared to like what I've seen the last two or three months and baseball, I truly believe is one of the, you know, football, basketball, it is what it is. Like it does really well. There's a lot of collectors. There's a lot of demand. And, you know, we saw a huge spike and then you know it's kind of coming down to be back to where it should be um but baseball never really had a huge spike like it had a spike but it was all organic growth i feel like a lot of the baseball growth has was going to do that no matter what happened with anything the last few years like i, I feel like it was already on the path of, of, of where it was going and
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: stable baseball collectors will be here no matter what because we are firmly addictive. We're not just in it to, to chase the money and get out and go on to the next hype thing um, where I'm very excited for this season because I've already seen a lot of sales and prospects. People are already prospecting certain prospects, buying them early grading. And I think you're going to see a lot of people really get into baseball this season because they're going to be tired of these other sports. And i are going to see how, if, how, consistent baseball cards do in the market.
0: I hope so. I hope so. I uh I mean, I'm right there with you, right? I dabbled a little bit over the last couple of years and bought a couple soccer cards, bought a couple basketball cards, bought like maybe two football cards, you know. And um by and large, I always bought baseball and now that the market is down, what am I back to full time? I, I, I do. If I do, find, if I find soccer blasters out there in the wild of a decent product, I will buy it and I will rip it because Same top now. Merlin is the funnest thing in the entire world. Um, what was that it? Thing, tops, tops Merlin.
1: Oh yeah. yep. You right. get
0: a, you get a guaranteed color per blaster. It's amazing. Oh, um, ooh, which we should talk about. Uh. Remind me to talk about Guaranteed color for Blaster, so it reminds me of what I want to say. Um, but uh, I'm right back, you know, full-time baseball. Don't care about the other sports unless I see a blaster. It's what I started with. It's what I stuck with the entire way, for the most part, outside of random cards here or there. And it's what I'm firmly entrenched in, again, because uh, there's something about baseball card collecting that is just, for me different than any other kind of card collecting like i'm just not interested i love basketball i'm not interested in in the prices panini's putting out there and the basketball cards and they look boring and boring every year um not the same for tops chrome or for bowman chrome or for even something like tier one or anything like that it's all it's all enjoyable to me
1: mm-hmm. i agree and um I'm, I'm in the same boat as you man you know like for me Doing this full time, I dabble in everything because I have to, and it's just and that actually helps me because it, you know, like the baseball or no sorry basketball football like I do that more just to flip make you know make flip the money make the money I you know I buy some PC line stuff some piston stuff all that good stuff, um, but the it's crazy just looking at the prices and how much they go like this, and the supply and I mean baseball has been looking at the numbers is the only thing that's been so consistent. If you just follow the process, it's not as, you know, you don't see the crazy post about it all the time because it doesn't shoot up. It's slowly just, it just keeps grinding. And and in a crazy market that we're going to see in 2023, I think baseball, baseball collectors will be very happy coming out of it, out of, out of everyone. Um, because I, hope, I hope so. There's money to be made. And with, being, with that being said, get in early, find the prospects you like, do your research, get in early. Spring training will be here right before we know it.
0: And get your cards sent to slabstocks.com slash grading, SGC. I kid you not, our last submission, Jimbo, arrived on a Monday, graded on a Tuesday, shipped back on a Wednesday. I need to send you guys some stuff. Dude, that's as – that's as quick as it gets and then you and then you can just flip those cards easy peasy or if you're really lucky you can be sitting on a uh, Aaron Ashby gold label premier party card and never flip it. And at the time when we hit that I was like we had hit like two gold labels in the same submission and it was like our first submission and it's like oh okay this isn't that hard. <laughs> you know how many gold labels we've hit since then?
1: I know they're hard. 0 I I've heard how tough they are.
0: You know how many cards we've sent in? Probably like 10,000 cards, something like that. Something insane, you know, in the in the like maybe not that high, but
1: they're – I don't know. Maybe that. They high. are. You're probably getting there.
0: Um but I we're talking like two gold labels out
1: of like 10,000 cards. That's awesome. I love hearing stuff like that. Make them rare, make stuff rare again. We should make shirts Make stuff hey, rare. This, this is already rare. Premier
0: party? I bet there's only like twenty of those out there. And, and then you gold
1: label it. That's probably the only gold label premier party I'm sure I, I would bet on it.
0: I couldn't premiere I couldn't even grade the uh, Mike Trout Premier Party card. It was off center right out of the pack. Still sold it for 105 bucks. That was cool. That's cool. Um awesome. hey, oh I so what I wanted to talk to you about real quick. We'll we'll get we'll be done here soon. There was a set, the Rookie of the Year set. Did you see this on tops.com So they had a Rookie of the Year set, 20 bucks a box, one guaranteed color, 75 or less per box. Um, And then potential at autos. There was autos in one in every seven boxes.
1: And what was the checklist like? But
0: the checklist was good. I mean, you had a chance at Mike Trout auto, Julio Rodriguez rookie auto um but you also have the chance of just those cards numbered and i was like you know what so i went on and i bought i bought six um just for the kicks and giggles because like i'd much rather like buy six of these boxes and see what happens than buy a single right now
1: dude you should have shot me a text that's the stuff i love
0: my bad it was one of those like very random like middle of the day saw it bought it went on with my christmas uh celebrations it wasn't on christmas it's like a day after or something but
1: dude um, tops does that they have sneaky products like that that dude, i'm usually all like on them all the time
0: 75 number to 75 or lower and i mean we're talking we're talking um rookie of the year winners now ryan Braun's not in it which foo. <laughs> um but it's not like it's gonna be bad
1: players yeah, do you have the checklist? I'm very curious on that. Yeah, let me. Uh... So Tani will probably be in it. Rookie of the year. Uh, did Acuna win it on the NL side that year? 18? Cody Bellinger. Uh... How do I? I'm trying to remember all the. I don't remember who was last year
0: how do I find it on here I don't know how to find it per se um again but if I could read you off the checklist I would it wasn't like the best checklist in the world like it wasn't like stocked full of like autos you'd really want but there was definitely guys in there that you'd want including the chance at Mike Trout and Julio Rodriguez autos like 20 bucks a box 75 or less
1: so it's the is it the 75 years of rookie of the year that set?
0: Yeah, how'd you find that?
1: Oh my, I just went to uh Cardboard Connection. Dude, this is like the 2017 or 2007 um Tops co-signer design. Yeah, it's cool. Dude, it's sold out too. See, this is the stuff I love and I I love finding cards like this and grading them and grading the entire set. I'm wow, right. dude. This, this list so,
0: is 61 card checklist. Parallels out of 75, out of 50, out of 20, out of 10, out of 5, out of 1.
1: Can I tell you the autograph set checklist?
0: Oh, I'm I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. There's Ichiro, there's Albert Pools, there's Mike Trout, there's Jordan, there's Julio. Dude,
1: let's let's go through this this yeah. entire list because this is this is the stuff I love people should should always look out for stuff like this and here's what probably what we do and before we buy like when we find stuff like this is check the checklists and see like what's the odds and all that but anyways here we go Albert pujols and this is the autograph set checklist pujols carlton Fist, cody bellinger daryl strawberry don'tro willis i have a funny story about him uh dwight gooden eddie murray uh Frank Howard, Etrio, Jeff Bagwell, Julio Rodriguez, Kerry Wood, Kyle Lewis, Lou Pinello, That would be sweet. Mike Trout, Nomar Garcia, Para, Para, Orlando uh, Cepeda, Reyna Rosarina, Ryan Howard, and Jordan Alvarez. Like I would be happy with any of those. They'll, actually, the only one I would I would be pretty bummed about is a Kyle Lewis auto. Hey, what if he has a bounce back this year? Well, just like for because I would want to sets like this. I don't. I usually don't sell it's like straight oh, yeah. stuff because i love it kyle lewis is the only probably one i wouldn't be super excited about but the rest holy smokes i'd be thrilled
0: yeah imagine hitting a,
1: imagine hitting a carlton
0: fisk eddie murray or daryl strawberry auto dwight gooden that'd be fun
1: dude a nomar Garson pair dude remember how sick nomar was growing up like he was yeah. the guy uh, the he was. i used to do the batting gloves thing and everything when i was younger yeah isn't it isn't it
0: cool and like okay I bought six boxes. I'm not guaranteed an auto, but also even if I bought seven autos uh, boxes, I wasn't technically guaranteed an auto anyways. Right. Cause it's one in seven boxes, but it's not guaranteed that you're going to get one of the boxes out of the seven that has an auto. Um, I just, I just love the idea that you can get a guaranteed card number to 75 or less of, of a, a guy who won a rookie of the year. That's just so much fun. I'd much rather have that than, Get random color of some random dude for
1: or, a mask uh, or something. here,
0: uh, Henry Williams.
1: Yeah, dude. If you don't, if you don't want any of your base of this set, throw them my way. I love weird stuff. Okay. Like this. Done deal. And dude, look at this. So another thing, the cool thing that I love is the the variation, the short prints. Yeah, the one sixteen. Yeah, one out of 16, but this list is sick, too. Derek Jeter, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Acuna, Otani, Pete Alonzo, and Julio Rodriguez. Like, that would be such a sweet set to have. Yep. And it was 20 bucks a box. Yeah. Can't okay, beat. I'm going to be on the lookout for this. Thanks for how... uh, letting me know about this.
0: Yeah, you're welcome for telling you uh, two weeks ago when you could have bought them on Topps.com. Okay. Uh, my bad that's right um all right so that's probably the end of the podcast i've got one last thing to you one last thing to say to you uh, um this weekend for the playoffs if the seahawks lose that's going go packers
1: oh yeah you're i forgot your cheese head
0: uh so tough scene <laughs> tough scene for me because it's like obviously i want if the lions have a chance at the playoffs, I want them to get there because like rude of me not to in my lifetime, the Packers have had, if, if they win on Sunday, they will have had 24 winning seasons out of 28 years of my life. They will have, if they, if they win on Sunday, they will have made it to the playoffs. 22 of 28 years of my life. Wow. Just, the Lions the the have made the playoffs seven times in my life. Who has the Lions? So it's like I would feel immensely guilty.
1: Don't I mean we're not the ones playing it the way I, I look at it. I know. If Seattle what? loses, one of us will be very happy, and I will be. And if if it's the Packers that win, I will be happy that well, you're happy.
0: The Packers happy. don't need Seattle to lose. Oh really? The Lions needs. Se- So if if the Packers win, they're in. If the Lions win, they need Seattle to lose.
1: Okay. So, so Seattle wins. I'd rather have the Packers go in than the Seahawks. Yeah, me too. I mean, let's be honest. You guys probably lose the first round. Yeah,
0: probably. I'm just. I don't. Though, though, to be fair, what our defense did the other day to that Vikings offense, that very good Vikings offense. They held him to three points until garbage time when all the backups were in and they scored 14.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just messing with you, dude. Um playing that the anything can happen in the playoffs, especially when you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like
0: losing the first round.
1: Yeah. But he's due, man. You know, you know me. That's he's what due. they said the last
0: three years when we went 13 and 3. Wouldn't so that be 20 this he's, year? He, he's very due wins that Wins the super bowl retires keeps leaves the packers with a 50 million dollar cap hit calls it a day
1: that would be an aaron Rodgers move but I, okay i know this isn't a football podcast but dude could you imagine being a receiver on the packers with aaron Rodgers as your qb that dude i would be terrified to play on that team all he does is yell at his rec- i've seen it since uh valdez uh whatever and- marquez
0: valdez scantley the
1: three names Yep. I remember his rookie year. I'm like, dude, this kid's gonna be good. And then you like, he ran a couple of routes wrong, and Aaron Rodgers played into him. I'm like, this dude is gonna get the yips. Yep. And he can't like. And ever since then, I was like, I'm not. I don't think that dude will be good anymore, just because of Aaron Rodgers crushing his confidence. That dude crushes people's confidence. Like his receivers, he has all these rookie receivers. I'm like, no wonder they keep dropping the ball. They're terrified.
0: Uh, you know, it it works out in the end. Devonte Adams. But he was good, though. He dropped didn't... the ball constantly his first two years. Like, like, we're talking about major bust territory, Devontae Adams' first two years in the league. And he worked his way through it to become, for a brief period, the best wide receiver in the league. So, you know, sometimes tough love does work.
1: But I feel like he might have had two rough years because he had a deal with Aaron Rodgers, and he was young and he was terrified. Like I just, I just look at that. Like if you were, you already have all this pressure on you, and you let's say you're 19, 20 years old,
0: and you have Aaron Rodgers.
1: Like you're like so pumped to go to the Packers, you look up to him, and then the first day he's just dogging you, and then he dogs you literally every day. I would be like, I'd be like, bro, man, like, what's us have some positive energy.
0: Uh, you're talking, you're talking to a guy who has purposely uh like disregarded his family for yeah 15 years i don't think there's positive energy left in uh, aaron Rodgers. but that being said baseball podcast i'm excited (laughs) for baseball you're excited for baseball i'm excited to send in some cards into slabstocks.com grading to get my uh jackson holiday i don't think i brought it up on live but my jackson holiday case hit and my roderick Arias. um mojo it's been a good couple days for me on the polls front Um other than that anything else you're excited for before we
1: sign out I'm just excited for 2023 hopefully I want you know I know it's we're the fifth day into the in the new year but I just want people to, to realize or if they can go into the new year with positivity nothing better comes out than with positivity attached to it hopefully everyone has a great year have fun be safe and uh Keep doing what you're doing to 23, 2023 is going to be fun. So it'll be our first full year of Dinging Corners together.
0: Let's go. Let's, Let's go. make it great. Absolutely. All right. Thank you everyone for listening to today's Dinging Corners. And we will talk to you guys next Friday. See you everyone.
1: Cheers.